This is Leisha Holmes of Key Recruitment, and I'm absolutely thrilled to be joined today for our YouTube and our podcast audience. Um, Ashley Baroda, who is an IMA practitioner and executive business coach. Welcome to our channels today, Ashley. Good morning. Thank you very much for inviting me. You're very welcome. Well, thank you so much for being here. And obviously, we've uh, been connected through a mutual um, person that we know through, um, I think, Helen James referred you to me originally, but we also know Dwayne Cornell, which is uh, wonderful because we both recently listened to his podcast that he did for our channels too. So for those who are not yet familiar with IMA, could you explain exactly what it is and, and how obviously this can be a benefit to us as recruiters? Yeah, so, uh, well, let me explain what it is first and then we'll, sure. we'll get to the benefit. So, okay. IMA is a non-psychometric communication tool. Okay. So, like a lot of psychometrics, it's still based on Jungian behaviour. So, the idea that there are four styles of people. But IMA has simplified it so that it's actually very, very user-friendly, very easy to understand, uh, very simple to explain and also more important it's actually really good fun to use apart from everything else apart from all the real benefits that you can use in your communication with everyone wherever you are in what by ever means by the way so uh, electronic by paper still people do that uh, it, uh, you know it, it, on video on the phone uh, over email it doesn't really make any difference all those communications are important and IMA can be used then the only time it's not of any use is if you literally sat on your own staring into space at that point uh, you don't need it i reckon when you're reading a magazine or a book actually you're alert to the i'm a color of the author as well which wow. um, is is very useful so that's what IMA is. I'll explain how it works the good news for everybody absolutely everybody is that we are all like 25% of the world's population in the way in which we communicate. So we are aligned with 25% of the world, which is a huge amount mm. of people. The flip side of that, obviously, is that we're not like 75% of the world's population and we need to learn how to communicate to them in their style. Okay. Now, the, the, the partially good news is that we are like... 50% of the world's population in our communication. So we have commonality. Then there's 25% of the world's population that if we're honest about it, consistently get on our nerves. And they feel exactly the same way about us. And that is obviously the key areas in which we have to look out for because we're most likely to uh, get irritated by those people uh, be less tolerant, less sympathetic, less empathetic with them. But once you know and you're aware of the fact that this is how they communicate and actually see all their strengths and benefits, which are, will outweigh uh, any of their uh, uh, limitations, then you'll have a much smoother and better communication. Gosh, it's really powerful, isn't it? And like you said, there's so many different layers to it that this can be applied not just to you know who you hire and who you have in your team, but just who you generally have in your life. Yeah, should be, a, should be an entry level when you go to primary school. Absolutely. So we we, we and I say we've I've done it with other organisations. I have done quite a bit of work in primary schools, mm. and uh, I've done it from year uh, three upwards, so it's like junior level. Juniors. So they will mm -hmm. be seven eight year olds mm -hmm. so that's the youngest i've worked with ima but they get it they understand it mm -hmm. um because we have an ima questionnaire for for adults okay. uh, but we also invented one for teens and for for kids so Gosh. they've got the same process it's just got questions that they can understand yeah, it's fascinating. and they get it they understand it because it's that easy 
uh, and they start also being able to identify other people's IMA colours, which is what IMA is about. So IMA, I-M-A as it's spelt, okay. uh, beautifully spelt with a small I and a capital M and a capital A, I like that. And uh, invented by a guy uh, called, called James Knight, who um, I speak to all the time. We do a lot of work together. And uh, James's view was that everything needed to be simplified so people could remember their style and recognise other people's in an instance mm. and I was interested to know could it be work w w with kids so uh, luckily some schools said yeah give it a go come in and just see what happens uh, and it worked really well and they have a total understanding of being able to identify other people as well as themselves so the I in IMA is for identify so you're identifying firstly yourself so you need to know your own IMA colour for two reasons really firstly to celebrate your skills so you could imagine that one of the things that is often said, which I know to be complete nonsense, is that we're always being told, get out of your comfort zone. Mm. I say, stay in your comfort zone. Okay. <laughs> Take comfort from it, but just expand it slowly, 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 so there are more things in it. Jumping out of it, even if you achieve something way, way outside of your comfort zone, mm. it's incredibly unlikely that you'll do it again. You're okay. still not comfortable with it. Mm. So all the things you're really good at can be put into your IMA 25% and you can celebrate that, yeah. your IMA colour in that, in that way. The other thing is to become a self-actualised version of yourself. And all that mm. means is you understand the impact you, in that particular IMA colour, have on other people, okay. both positive and negative. negative. Mm. So you draw yourself back. So the 25% works like this. There are two styles that are assertive. Um, and what happens with assertive people is they're willing to put their opinions forward. They like to work at pace and they sort of think into the future pretty much. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So non-assertive people will hold back on their opinions until they think it's safe to express. They like to work on jobs and things that need close consideration. They're really good, slow impact thinking. That's where their strengths are. And they think in the present. Then we have left brain thinking people. So it divides again. And left brain thinking people are, are logical people. They're thoughts-based people. Um, they will work with people, but people are not essential for them to progress. And they share their thoughts and feelings with only people who they know, like, and trust. Okay. On the other side are open people who pretty much tell everybody anything. They're not really that bothered about it. Mm -hmm. uh, but they do need and do want to collaborate they do want recognition they do want congratulations uh and they do need people to progress right they're going to want to mm. say what do you reckon on this and all those types of the way that open people work mm. so which two of those four things assertive non-assertive self-contained open decide your i'm a color so if you're assertive and self-contained then you're high red if you're assertive and open you're high yellow if you are non-assertive and self-contained, you're high green. If you are non-assertive and open, you are high blue. Now, okay. I'll tell you why they've got the word high in front of them. Mm. So everybody, all of us are a blend of all four colours. Mm -hmm. But we have one highest colour, one dominant colour. Dominant, that okay. Makes us absolutely identifiable. And in the schools, in the secondary schools, I used to do this game. Um, I did it just as an analogy to begin with, but it came a game because they made it funny without realising it. So I used to stand in front of a year assembly and say, right, okay, just to explain how you're a mixture, but you have a dominant colour, I'm going to use my height as an example. 
I'd asked them how tall I was. And I'm laughing because the, 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 the things that got shouted out were absolutely ludicrous. I mean, you know, clearly I'm not four foot three or whatever it might be, but they seem to have, the schools of Greater Manchester don't really have any understanding of height, it turns out. <laughs> but once we establish I'm five foot 11, fully stood up, I then get down on my knees and I ask how tall I am. So I'm going to ask you now, how tall I am? If I'm five foot 11, stood up, I get down on my knees. How tall am I? Five foot 11. I am, exactly. Right, okay, <laughs> well, that's the point. But the thing is, I can adjust. Yes. So although I will adjust a little bit around my eye colour, I will still reset back. Mm. The other thing about my height, Leisha, is I didn't choose it. No. I'm quite happy with it. Mm. I can still reach things that don't bump my head. So five foot 11 is quite good. Yeah. But I didn't set out to be five foot 11. It was never an ambition. And I didn't set out to be my I'm a colour. I just am. You just are. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And that's why I want people to celebrate. So I often get asked, can you change? And I say, well, no, you modify and adapt. That's what the mm. M&A stands for. Okay. Your communication and behaviour to fit in with other people. Yeah. But you will reset back to your I'm a colour. And why not? That's where all your strengths are. That's where your natural ability. Mm. And that's where you feel most comfortable. So why shouldn't you? Absolutely. And if you know that that's your natural flow, and I, I actually am inclined to agree with you about the comfort zone. I think somebody used an analogy, I mean, certainly this year, where, you know, if you think your comfort zone is a bucket, why would you jump out your bucket? Just make your bucket wider. That's yeah, what you need that, to do. That's exactly it. You're enhancing what you've already got naturally as your ability and as your, the, the things that you enjoy, which, you know, that's, that's the, the key thing. So that's really interesting that you started out with that. And since I've been doing, um, my training on 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 zoom pretty much i have um i've invested in a prop I, i'm now oh. for those listening you won't be able to see i'm going to show Leisha. it oh. cost a fortune I'm scared. it's elastic oh. band oh. Right? i think actually it comes from the postman to be honest with you they're still uh, using them i yes i know it's brilliant and they still spill them all over the street as well <laughs> i didn't pick this one up on the street this one came into my house but all i use it is that this is your comfort zone and you want to expand it. Yeah. That, that's, that's all it is that, that's that you need. Very good, to do. very good visual. Really, really good visual. So, so the armor concept, so it, it stands for identify, modify, and adapt. And that's possibly the A could also be awareness as well, then. It could, actually, yes. Absolutely. Awareness of, of what you actually are. So, we're going to carry on with the next question, but just before we go any further, do you know what I am? I'm yes, not you're, yes, you're high yellow. Yeah. I, I, would have, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure I've. I am a high yellow. Um, okay, so how, so our audience is predominantly made up of recruitment professionals. And yeah. It is actually, when we look at our insights, it is a really fair split still of recruitment leaders and recruiters who are doing the job day to day. So for those that are listening that have got some sort of influence over how they recruit for themselves, how can these people incorporate it into their own internal growth strategy? So during the hiring process, how can I'm a we talk about benefits, let's talk about the benefits to an internal, but also then for their clients as well. So they're obviously recruitment companies are, you know, whether they're doing finance recruitment, technical recruitment, whatever it might be. So how can this be incorporated as a strategy? Well, we know that everybody has an eye colour. Mm -hmm. yep. But we also know that every job has an eye colour. Okay. And the idea is that we are matching job to the eye colour. So yep. that, that's not the person to the job the job to the IMA colour. I said that intentionally. Okay. So what we're looking for, we have a process, we have a thing called the IMA talent finder, which is very simple actually in the way in which it works. What you mm. really need to know is if it is a task uh, based or relationship based job 
that you're recruiting for. That's the first thing in which you need to take into account. Okay. Then within that, once you've settled on the fact and say, well, let's say, okay, that it's a relationship driven job and you're asking, do you need somebody who is a, a self starter or do you need somebody uh, and moves quickly or do you need somebody who's a finisher who moves slowly? Mm. So if you say, yes, we want the first one, we want somebody who's going to, get things moving and uh it, it, you know is is going to inspire people go out and meet people then we know we're looking for a high yellow that's that right that decision is made then you know we have within the i'm a talent finder james has created between 50 and 70 for each color is they're not all the same he's got less for some than others uh words and phrases that those people are attracted to okay but there will be words that attract high yellow. So most of the people who apply will be high yellow. There'll be no high greens because all the things they hate are actually put out in front of them. <laughs> then yeah, there might be a little spillage of high reds and high blues, but, but mostly it will be high yellows. And then you can use the IMA questionnaire. The beauty of the IMA questionnaire is it's only got 10 questions and there's only a two options. So it's nice and quick in which to get an answer. And it takes most people two minutes. It does take high greens longer, obviously, because they, they read it, read they it. then answer it, it, they read the answer and then they submit. So, but everybody else, it takes a couple of minutes and then you can work your process for recruiting accordingly. Now, mm. here's the bit that isn't being done, generally isn't being done, is that once you've then narrowed down who you're recruiting, you then have to realize that you have to have a recruitment process that is tailor-made for that I'm a color. So you're recruiting mm. high yellows in this point, keep the high greens out of the process because they find them annoying. So there's no way that's going to work. Also, not only you don't want only other high yellows in there because they tend to just look at somebody who is completely like them. Yeah, absolutely. So you need a high red in that mix for that recruitment. Now Mm. the sort of jobs that high yellows do need a lot of talking pretty Mm. much. Mm. So an interview is fine. If you're doing the opposite and recruiting a high green, something that needs a lot of tech and a lot of accuracy and detail and things they do brilliantly, they might not come across really well in an interview. And what I found with a lot of CEOs, and I do make them laugh about this because I know the source of the problem. I'm sat with them, right? I know. And they will bring a, a high green in for an interview and they won't get on with them because they're not high green. Quite often they're high yellow or high red. So then they will employ someone who's high yellow. And I say, why did that person get the job if they weren't right for it? And I, almost every time they say, well, they interviewed well. Yeah. I said, of course they interviewed well. Right. They're high yellow. I'm high yellow. Interviewing is my favorite thing. It's just a conversation. And I said, I bet they ended up interviewing you. And they went, oh, yeah, that, that's true. And I said, but it didn't work out because yeah. you needed a high green. And then what they didn't think of doing in this one particular case is I said, what happened to that person? He said, well, we had to, we, uh, he or she, I can't remember, but they let them go. And I said, why didn't you hang on to them? He said, now you're not making any sense, actually, because you just told me they were the wrong person for the job. I said, they were the wrong person for that job. Yeah. But you've got a sales department. Why didn't you offer them a job in the sales department? And I swear he said to me, well, how do they know they're any good at sales? I well, I don't know. You bought it, right? So therefore, <laughs> they are they, the ultimate test. They won. Uh, give them a job because give them a high yellow job if they're a high yellow. And that's, that's the point. So for recruitment, that's the issue. So I want to work with recruiters. You can become an affiliate of IMA, a bit like Dwayne was talking about on the yep. last. So he's yep. an IMA affiliate. Mm-hmm. 
but I've trained his team and then he's become an I'm affiliate with some help with, from James. He has his own branded up I'm a questionnaire. He has the I'm a talent finder um, and he's, he's, he's ready to go. But then there's the clients of the recruiters yes. who need training because they need to understand it. Yeah, so of course. You can just pick up the phone and they can say, I need a high red or whatever it might be. And in which case the recruiter might go, actually you don't, right? Mm. <laughs> because you've got to take into account also who else is in the team, who your clients are, all of those things. And those companies need training and I'm the man to do that. And it's just to get people to understand it, embed it in the culture of their company and just love it. Talk about it all the time at work, at home. I was going to say, it's it, when you talk about, you know, I know that it will be the high greens that I don't necessarily gel with. I would have thought if I'm it a high is. yellow. Absolutely. Um, and I can or even just as you're saying this now, I'm pretty sure I know who I've met in my past that is probably you know equally abrasive by me than I am by them but yeah. you, you have to learn to adapt to live with people you have to learn to you know whether it's somebody you're at school with whether it's somebody you work with but this is I think compared to if you think about psychometric profiling which can be quite an exhaustive process this is you know for you to just say that there you know I just need a high red I mean it's not going to be conclusive you would still want to interview that person and go through their skills and how they operate etc and what the motivators are but actually behaviorally they're going to be a much better fit than if you haven't gone through that. It just seems like an absolute no-brainer. Dwayne's had that situation. So mm. there's a, a solicitor who I work with at another firm. She moved and she has mm. a team of high yellows, actually, and she's mm. high yellow, mm. but realised that there's some high green work that needs doing. She's high green deficient. Yeah. yeah. And decided, so she went to the, to to one of Dwayne's teams to say, look, I need need a high green, but she's obviously very well trained and worked out actually a high green on their own in a team of high yellows isn't going isn't no. going to work no. so the, you know, immediately they started to understand it very quickly mm. and i don't know where it's up to but I, I think the idea is they could have a high red there instead at this point or they could have had maybe two high greens and recruit them at the same time but you can imagine being the only one I'm a colour in a group of people who are the opposite. Oh, so worse, yeah. even worse still, if you're one high blue in a group of high reds. Yeah. Uh, because the level of assertiveness, the gap is huge. And I've seen it over and over and over again mm. when that happens. Because you want to communicate to people in their style. And I, I had a situation with a company I worked with, with the head of marketing and the CEO. Uh, the head of marketing was high blue and she wrote to the CEO and said, I'd like to do these three things. And she listed them out. So by chance, she wrote to her CEO. It was also a woman as well, which is interesting. So it was just goes to show it doesn't matter if it's a male or female. It's the I'm a colour and the communication style that counts. And she wrote to her in high red by chance. But that, So the high red CEO read the three and mm. then replied, yes. That was the email. That was the email. Yep. And at which point I know, and the, and the high red knows, they said yes to all three things. So wouldn't, you couldn't challenge them on that. They'd say, yes, I said yes to all three, three things. They wouldn't change their mind. They're very decisive. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But the high blue doesn't know that. No. So she did what anybody would do and ask for clarification. <laughs> at which point the high red person's getting irritated by, hang on a second. I've said I've yes. I've already said yes to this. Yeah. And now you're on my time. High reds are really interested in their own time, right? right? So this was irritating this this woman. And I said, well, you had to suggest, well, she wrote to you in high red, you write to back to her 
in high blue. Nice, open, friendly, saying how fantastic it is. And I did one thing just to make them both feel uncomfortable, which was for my own entertainment department. Thing. So I said, and finish the email by saying, if you need to talk to me anymore, my door is always open. <laughs> right? And I saw her face and I said, don't worry. You don't mean it. And she's not <laughs> she going to do, do it. it. <laughs> it doesn't matter. But it's still a good sign off, isn't it? Oh, brilliant. It is, honestly. It's like when you were talking earlier on about um, people, high, you know, high yellows are going to be attracted to other high yellows, obviously. And I, as a, obviously, I recruit for recruitment companies. And often people talk about, you know, they're trying, they want to mirror the, the behaviours that they've already got, but then you don't get any sort of blend. You don't get any sort of strength in numbers. It's, you know, it, it, it can be quite attractive to surround yourself by, you know, mini-me's and, and little minions that look and sound like you, but actually it's not necessarily the strength. You won't that get any work done. No, either. just be you talking know, all the time. I know that if I was to go on a big project, I'd need to partner with a high rate. Yeah. I'd mm. need someone who's driven in that, in that yeah. way while I'm doing a lot of talking. That, that's yeah. pretty much what would be necessary. The great thing for high greens for me is they mm. love everything I hate. Mm. But for, the, for me to work with a high green, we have to agree a strategy. And that's why I'm a works. When everybody knows their own I'm a colour. Yeah. We have a strategy for communicating. So I will send them long explanatory emails mm. in return for them just phoning me and asking me a question as mm. opposed to sending me an email, which I don't really want to read. You said at the start of this that, you know, obviously you can't, you can't change who you are, that you are the colour yeah. that you are. And if I think about as I went from being just a biller, you know, an employee, to running my own business, the sort of high blue, high green elements, which are things I would imagine more technical, like doing a CRM system, doing my um, VAT return. Yeah. I outsource all of that now. Yes. Because Absolutely. that was me well out of my comfort zone. I just get so bored. I'm not a completer finisher in that, in that way. Whereas for the process of recruitment, I get excited by that. So would you recommend that people think about outsourcing the colours that they don't like if they can, as opposed yes. to trying to teach themselves. Right. Absolutely. A hundred percent. Don't take on a role. So the other thing I've done, which I think is worth mentioning is I do a thing called the I'm a health check. Mm. I've named it that other companies would call it HR audit, which sounds clinical yeah. and often means that someone's losing their job at the end. of it. <laughs> it's the opposite thing. Right. So to give you an example, I'm working with a building control company. I trained the leadership team, I trained more than the leadership team, but the leadership team then, what they do is to do the I'm a health check, they send me their job description, okay. but they have to write it. And it's the one they actually do. It's mm. not the one that's on file and no. not the one that they would love to do, but the one they actually do, otherwise mm. I'm no use. Mm. And then I go through line by line and give each task in I'm a colour. So I start with the CEO um, and we sit down. He and I sat down recently and we've re he's high yellow. We've removed all his high green bits, all of them. So now he's got a job that he's really, really, really good at. Yeah. That he likes doing. That as a consequence of, of the fact that he likes doing it, he does it well and everybody is happy. So if you're doing that with your staff, you're yeah. retaining them. Mm. It's a, I mean, I, I'm, I'm so fascinated by IMA. And as you know, this is part, going to be part of our strategy for 2021. Yeah. And I can remember when Shannon and I, um, about a year into her working with me, because we are very much a team, we sat down and wrote our job descriptions of the bits that we enjoy. And it was, it was very obvious that we are very compatible. I mean, the compatibility angle is the most important thing here, isn't it? It's about culture fit. It's about ensuring that you are hiring in people that are going to excel in that role and not make them uncomfortable in it. Yeah. So many different ways it can be used. So, I mean, in terms of IMA, then what, what, what's James got in store for IMA? Where, what's the future looking like for IMA? Well, 
James wants the whole world to be ironatized yeah, to use I his, think it should. Uh, I mean, for dating say... apps, I mean, I, I, I use dating well, apps and I met my boyfriend on a dating app. And right. Do, and actually, we're both, we're both high yellows, interestingly. Right. Well, and, he, and it's the most compatible relationship I've ever had. So I think it should be used in dating apps. I'm being serious. I, I think, it, well, this is where I would like it to be used. I did actually look into it, but it, it's, mm. it, it's such a world of due diligence that it really like thought, this mm. is not for me, right? Mm. So I didn't want to get involved. But if, if an existing app wanted to use it, then we would certainly happily have a, have, have a conversation. But I would say it's for second time rounders, right? I'm a for dating because just because 75% of the world are not like you, see, so it's going to be difficult to continually mm. everyone to find somebody of the same, yeah. I'm a colour, yeah. they're going to want as a partner. Yeah. And opposites attract and you get physically attracted when you're younger and all sorts of things that get different when you get older. This is a whole so different podcast, isn't it, Ashley? <laughs> it's a whole different podcast. This it, topic. It, it, we could do that on another day, absolutely. <laughs> Here's the issue, is the issue is that you can still look on, a, you know, what your hobbies are and all that stuff. And I'm thinking, yeah, you can do that. But first, find out your eye colour and go into the part of the, the app that's just for your eye colour mm. and meet those people. Now, obviously, there's certain disadvantages in it, in the idea there are certain things uh, that you'll never do, right, <laughs> or get done because of that. But you'll mm. rub along really well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so why not? Definitely. No, that's a very interesting thing. Well, look, it's been, we could talk about this all day, as you know. I think it's absolutely fascinating. And we're going to ensure that all of your contact information is available. As I say, we're, we're going to definitely be looking to, I think you might already be on our website as a recommended partner for us. Because I think for any recruitment business owner that's looking to elevate and simplify what they do to employ their own staff but also for their clients i think it's an absolute no-brainer i really do so thank you so much for joining us today so from one high yellow to another high yellow you are a high yellow aren't you yeah yeah <laughs> thank you no thank you very much it's been it's been fun As, and the reason we can talk forever is because we're both high yellows absolutely so it's been a pleasure and thank you and we, no, nobody knows this but offline we um we had a real problem connecting to zoom today so and that's because we're both high yellows that i was just having this meltdown <laughs> no, no, it doesn't work as it should then what you no. meant to do <laughs> what you meant to do all right it's lovely to talk to you ashley again thank and you. i'll speak to you soon thank you